Welcome to the latest Placetech podcast. My name is Paul Unger, editor of Placetech. My guest this week is Mark Furness, founder and CEO of Ascensis, which supplies mission-critical software to some of the biggest operators and space providers in the flexible office market. Ascensis has now launched a new product called Step to bridge the gap for traditional landlords themselves to be able to service the growing demand for agile and flexible office space. We start by reflecting on where the property tech journey is up to for the industry, and then explore this latest product from Ascensis and how it can help office owners prepare for the future. I think there's an interesting sort of convergence of different topics at the moment that doesn't necessarily have tech at the forefront of it, like the whole green agenda, mm-hmm. um, but tech has a huge role to play. So if you can play the green card and say, do you care about net zero carbon? And companies sit up and say, yeah, of course, we've got a pledge and we're going to do it. And you go, right, well, here's a story about it. But tech comes in through the back door to it. So um, we're, we're trying to sort of, as well as covering the software, the hardware, talk about the future of property. So it's a bit more relatable for some people. Because um, tech, if, if you use it too early, too upfront, people say, oh, that's not for me. Oh, no, <laughs> that's over my head. You know, it's a, it's a bit ahead of me or whatever. But if you say, well, do you care about being relevant and staying relevant in your career and your business? They go, yeah, of course I do. Go, well, this is the future of office agency and this is the future of retail and um, that sort yeah, of thing. Can, so, you know. You can see the shift, can't you? you, can, you I, I'm probably with you. You've probably felt it in the last few years and you can see there is it might might even be generational in the industry but actually i think there's a you've just seen a massive shift in the way the occupier thinks now so the consumer is is a very different beast than the one that was controlled by agents and asset owners and landlords they absolutely decided what the product looked like what it how it would be marketed how it would be delivered that whole value chain was owned the, the wrong wrong way around. And I think with the as a service models and technology we've seen, the disruption we've seen over the last probably decade, just the status quo cannot remain. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you've seen the acceleration over the last few years. I, I'm flabber, flabbergasted actually at the speed of, 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 I guess, the conversation, the change in the speed of the conversations um, over the last, even six to 12 months. Because right. um, you, you're right, I think technology was a, a scary word for real estate for many years. And it's mm-hmm. the sort of, and yeah, it's, it's the place where it can have most impact. Who, who, yeah. Who knows? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, if we talk a bit about sort of what the proposition is. Yeah. Um, and I, I was trying to sort of um, sum it up for myself when I was reading over the stuff on the website and the stuff in the sort of draft that Amanda sent through. It looks like it's consultancy rather than no. a no 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 it's absolutely a technology so it's oh, right so the reason we call it a proposition is we've got a um it is it's a wrap of our existing platforms and technology capability um with with some technology uh, and positioning tweaks to make it um a much more consumable by the the, the landlord and asset owner but also directly applicable to some of the challenges they're facing um so yeah it's not consultancy it is absolutely a product all right okay so so how would i sort of 
what would I see if I log on and use it? How does it work? Yeah, so what, what you would have is in the in the old sort of world of real estate, so there's two there's two elements, isn't there? There's the flex workspace operator, um, you know, fully equipped, know how to deliver a service-based experience, um, need certain levels, certain amount of scale to make it work. So, you know, you're talking maybe 25, 30,000 square feet up in a location. And, and, and that's, you know, that's our bread and butter. We've developed a suite of tools and, and a platform that helps those flex workspace operators switch stuff on, manage stuff, inventory space, um, tenant experience, or the member experience as they call it, um, billing, tech services, all that thing. But actually there was, there is a gap that we needed to bridge for part of the real estate industry that is if you're like very nervous about their journey to deliver a more flexible product, that, um, that journey with them is fraught with risk and danger as they see it. It's, it's like most of it's wizardry. We don't understand it. I need my lawyers to do this. I need, you know, the value chain is pretty sticky and takes a while to, to get through. And so what we've done is we've adapted those tools that existed in the flex product to be much more specific to, if you like making the real estate consumable in a flexible way, much smaller spaces. So for example, in the U S they call it like spec suites. All right. So it's basically pre-built units in the U S which are, some will be fitted out with a bit of furniture. Some may be, um, you know, lighting. It's a space with a kitchen, but it's not really fully serviced. These are not hospitality type plays. This is, Hey, we built your space. It's a bit like the buy to rent sector in property in the UK. We built your space, right? You'll pick the one that you like that fits. You go into that normally on more flexible terms, no build out costs, much, much easier to get in and out of. So what we've, the tools we've adapted for that, um, for that part of the market for the landlord is to say, well, what do you need? So you need to be able to, if you like sell the space, so you need to be able to, um, create the license agreement, the mini contract, if you will, um, allocate the space, create the access control sort of uh, members, perhaps even give a, an app for the occupiers to use the space, um, possibly switch on some services, Wi-Fi, connectivity, voice services, you know, how do I get those IT services quick, switched on quickly? Mm. And in, in the old world where your lease is 10 years, you know, that first three months is okay. You can wait three to four months before you get in the space. In the new world, it's like, hang about. I need the space on like a week on Monday. So the software, you log on and you'll basically go ABC, moving into suite one, two, three, date, name of contacts, go. And it'll set everything up, manage the contracts, get them signed, manage the workflows, create the access control, um, if you like, uh, uh, permissions to get into a building using our smart access, mm. set up the IT and tech services for the location. Um, and that, that will work whether it's 2,000 square foot in a million square foot building or you know 10,000 square foot, but it's, it's bridging the gap for landlords who really don't quite know what or how they should deliver in terms of a flexible workspace product. Mm. 
Right. But, they're, but they're responding to the demand from their occupiers who are saying, listen, it's all very well and good you trying to sell me a 10-year lease with an upward-only rent review of five years. But actually, I need it agile, I need it responsive, I perhaps need some services and amenities. Can you deliver those without all of the bells and whistles of the, you know, beer taps and, you know, <laughs> high-level hospitality? How can I just do that even? And that's what the software is designed to do. And is this a response to COVID or was this something that was already coming No, I, I think, um, so what, it was definitely not a response to COVID-19. Um, what, we, what we were working on for some time is, is we had an awful lot of um, um, interest and conversations coming from landlords and asset owners in general. And they were looking to use us as a bit of a proxy for what they should be doing in the market. Oftentimes we would introduce them to, you know, operators if, if, if their scale warranted it, if they were like, right, you know, we're going to, we want to operate 10% of our whole footprint as a flexible workspace product. We're thinking about doing it ourselves or possibly partnering. Um, so we, we got much more activity over the last probably year from asset owners and landlords. As, as opposed to dealing just directly, just like you yeah. can clean and we work the operators. Yeah, correct. And, and, yeah. No, like if you think about the people we work with, like Industrious and VentureX, Serendipity Labs, Landmark in the UK, these are known big scale flex workspace brands. But, but there's a bit of that journey which the real estate industry are going, oh shoot, how do I actually deliver this for my customers? And, I, and I'm not going to put 25, 30,000 square foot. I'm not going to develop my own propositional product yet, but I've still got to do this as a flexible offer, even if it's mm -hmm. only 5,000 square feet. So we, we kept getting these requests and go, and also we saw people going, they were asking us whether or not, you know, should we buy an operator? Should we build one ourselves? Should we partner? Yeah. And the, the clear message that we heard from that was actually, they know they need to have an answer. So they know why they should be offering flex. But they have no clue about how and when, if you like. So we're like bridging the gap and saying, you know what? Everything's enabled. So you've got the software and the technology in the location. So that if you partner with a big operator, great. They can come in straight away. If you want to do half of it with an operator and half of it on your own, sort of, if you like, just more flexible, that works. And it's really passing the control back and de-risking it for landlords and asset owners, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's an awful lot of speculation and a lot of bullshit out there, to be frank, about <laughs> the, you know, the future of the office market and offices are dead and, um, <laughs> you know, the different predictions about flex space and what proportion it's going to be. Um, bringing it back to, to step, do you... Yeah. Do you have forecasts for how much the take-up will be or what proportion of your business will be or anything like that? Yeah, I think, so, that's funny. Obviously, I am not allowed to talk about forecasts being a PLC nowadays. Indeed. Um, but but, uh, but, but it's, it's, if, you, if you think about the macro, right, and as you and I sit here, I just think about a census and go, well, actually, what type of real estate product do we we need as a business going forward. You know, we've taken the step from startup. We're now sort of a mid-sized company. You know, we've, we've got global ambitions. We are, you know, probably customers in 20 odd countries. 
So as a business, we're thinking, well, we need probably a real estate platform to support us. How do we get efficiencies? How do we make sure we drive productivity? And how do we take risk out of those decisions? So if I'm thinking that as a census, if we know the business case for the startups of the world and the growing businesses, we all, I think, are beginning to feel and understand that the real limitations of full-time remote and home working. You know, I was worried that this call would be 3.30 because I don't know what happens to the internet in Formby. Maybe we, maybe it's shared, but the internet in Formby at 3.30 stops. So like, not, you wouldn't see a picture of me, it's crazy. Um, and, and, and there's many reasons. So the culture, the feeling, the physical space, that working from home is not right yet. So if I think about us, think about working from home, and then I think about the enterprise looking for productivity, efficiency, uh, flexibility, then I can't see a world in a decade where 30 to 50% of all real estate is delivered and consumed as a service. Now that's not to say it's going to be all bells and whistles and the, you know, it's not all going to be beautifully furnished and amazing you know, experiences based on community some of it will just be simply the contractual terms will be much more weighted towards us as the consumer as opposed to the the supplier if you like turning it on and off isn't it just not not being locked in for so long yeah and i think a lot of people have been caught in this pandemic as to wow we had nowhere to go and the mm. only thing they've gone to is landlords mm. you know give me some sort of rebate or rent relief or discount or but actually, that's not, not sustainable for either party in the value chain. No, no. Um, and and within what you can say, um, uh, given, given, given the above, um, what, what are operators saying to you at the moment? Yeah, so uh, operators, we sort of saw the, the move from many of the more strategic forward-thinking operators probably a couple of years ago to be much more um, capital efficient so more around asset lights become like if you like quasi operating systems and operating platforms mirrors a bit like the the hotel industry i guess uh, many years you know that evolved and you, you saw them definitely move to that and so there's a great position here which is you know we become the technologies or the industry standard technology that enables flexibility and we can bridge the gap between the asset owners and the operators so we actually can make them become more powerful platforms. We definitely see some, like some of the really forward-thinking operators. You know, that they're not out for. It's not winner takes all for them. You know, it's not. We want, we we want the to own the customer. We want to own um, the asset. The real. They're very much. Hey, we'll create the experience. We'll create the the, the value proposition, and the as a service play. You as, as the asset owner, stay the asset owner, give us great assets in great locations, um, and we'll make sure we, we add the layer um, of service. And, and I think you definitely, you've seen that from the big operators, seen that from people like Industrious and, and a number of for a long time. Um, and I think that's going to accelerate. And, and we, with Step, we're, if you like, bridging that gap so it's a much easier journey for operators to work with landlords and landlords to choose and work with operators um, there's a commonality in the technology and the software and the systems if you like 
Um, so it makes it much easier for both to get value. And, and br bringing it round to the yeah. perspective of the occupier, how does it support occupier requirements, behaviours, needs? Yeah. So, well, occupiers, well, the new breed of occupiers, I guess, we're all about immediacy. We're all about, I, I want now, right? So, so it's about how do we take the friction out of that, if you like, supply chain. So we use technology and automation to do that. So whether that be, I need to connect to Wi-Fi, I need to book a room, I need to book some space. I maybe even need to use the platform to find me a meeting room in a different city. So we can sort of manage and, and develop and, and link operators and landlords together to develop like platforms or alliances. So I think for the, the occupier, it all comes down to the experience in building. Mm. It comes to, down to a massive reduction to almost a frictionless experience um, using the space. Um, and it comes down to much more uh, reach and choice. So actually, um, there's a big play for platforms and, and many people don't understand, you will because obviously your industry, but many people don't understand what really... Uh, and, and sorry, that was a call, it comes through on a, or 400 devices now and, and so on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you might have to repeat that. They don't understand. Yeah, so many people don't understand really what platforms are about. So platforms are normally, you know, they're designed to facilitate the exchange of value, right? So what you want to be able to do as an occupier is you want to be able to get as much value as you possibly can from those platforms. So if, for example, Heinz, global real estate brand, and, you know, Annie's real forward thinker, they're thinking about, you know, they'll have multi-brand, they'll have um, multiple, if you like, layers within their portfolio. And the occupier will be able to be serviced from that through cradle to grave. Mm. And, and that, you know, we're all looking for efficiency, we're all looking for productivity, we're all looking for easy answers, um, you know, and, and, and I don't want, people don't want burdensome commitments. So... I think that the the operators and landlords that are starting to get that right, people like Tish and Spire in, in, in uh, you know, um, mm. Hines, you're starting to see them move now and go, hey, there's much more upside to this than we ever thought. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and less risk. A lot of property people, that, you know, they talk about themselves being risk managers. Um, and I guess if you, if they can use your experience for, dealing with pinch points and the and the pain points then um it's less risk for them and they're they're in safe hands aren't they yeah it's definitely about risk and, and you know one of the things where we sit is actually i think in the last well we've seen it in the last probably six months there is a huge amount of nervousness came into the market around exposure to we work mm. and i think you know, there's a place where we sit, which can limit that exposure, you know, um, because if you get the partnership model right, it's, it's brilliant. You know, I think we've seen that work with an amazing number of good operators who work hand in hand, understand where they add value, understand what the landlord does. Um, and they're very transparent. Uh, but there are models where you're, you're exposed on all sides, you know, some models where you're possibly disintermediated from the occupier, 
you're at risk because they're big you know they own or take large chunks of space as an operator you know all the risk was here but all the upside was over there mm. and i and i i think you definitely you've seen that sort of change into a much more balanced and safer model for asset owners so we sit in a good place which we can help them manage risk and at the same time operators that are so flex workspace operators that are on our platform get the benefits of us being able to go actually this this landlord now is scaling up and it's the right time or the right answer to have an operator partner to take on a different part of their portfolio yeah and, and i've been making a lot of calls as, as a lot of people have and just sort of checking in with people seeing how they're finding things throughout lockdown and Speaking to property and to tech people, it, it seems that um, there are some people looking at new systems, using this as a time to review things. Mm. Um, everyone has to change the office and make make it socially distanced and all that sort of thing. And there's there's people looking at how tech and sensors and contactless can help. Mm. But at the same time, there's people under real financial pressure. So you've almost got this sort of tension where they want new stuff for the office, but they don't want to pay for it. Sure. Um, and, you know, you've seen some companies doing free, um, you know, just making their platforms available and trying to get the signups and almost like extended demos and then see if they can convert people at the end. Um, given that there is that financial pressure on landlords at the moment, maybe they're not getting the income that they need from rent yeah. and things like that how does this help them evolve their model and how do you deal with that sort of market as a vendor yeah it, it, it can be i i'm not a big fan of that freemium route i think i i think it can can be really good in certain certain industries a lot of b2c stuff or very quasi b2c to, to, to stuff it works I think the conversion from freemium to paid um, is can be fraught with danger. Um, what you've got to be clear on is your ROI and your value when you're delivering these things. So you know this is this is if you like an evolution of our products after 14 years. Um, so we we understand the product market fit for Flex. What we're seeing is a a market just coming to us, if you like. So I, I absolutely see the pressures on uh, on landlords and asset owners. And that's why one of the big things here, you know, we're not, we're, we're an as a service, we're, we're a SaaS platform. So there's no massive outrageous upfront investments, you know, we're not going, okay, this is a, you know, give us a hundred grand and we'll sort your building out. This is very much around equipping your building now. And then only if you like paying more when the services are being used so we're equipping everything all of the capabilities there but it's based on how many square feet of your space is managed by the platform if you like so mm. if you're not really using it you're not really paying us anything you're paying us a very nominal amount and um, mm. as more of your space is delivered flexibly as you use the platform more as you use more of the value then obviously you pay for that so it's a very it's a model which balances for both parties value and ROI. So we want to make sure that at every turn our customers get clear ROI. The tools are valuable. If they are, people are happy paying for them because, you know, obviously it's increasing the value of their assets. 
um, yeah. the more sign. And, and can this help help landlords position themselves for coming out of lockdown to, to help them evolve their model? I think, I think very much so. And you've got, again, it's back to that point. Landlords are really clear. There's why you need to do this. They're just still unsure of the how. Um, a lot of them are, are actually not tooled up or they think they're not tooled up or resourced to be able to deliver these products to the clients and demanding. What we're trying to do is put software in that makes it possible without scaling up operations. So it's very much, you know, if you know the name of the company, you know what suite they're going in, you know when they're moving in. It's as simple as that, right? Yeah. Sort of name, address, and date, and you can crack on. Which, which, you, which you would have to write down anywhere. You'd have to write it on a coin. Yeah, exactly right. And I think so. everything else is like automated. Um, and so, you know, I think for landlords, they are very much now moving to the, okay, what decisions do we have to make strategically? And some of them are adopting a sensible wait and see approach. Mm -hmm. Some of them are saying, okay, well, we don't quite know where this lands. And what we're saying is, whichever way that ends up, equip your business, equip your assets, your space, equip it right now with the tools that means you can quickly, and I mean immediately, make those decisions. And so, you know, if you've got an operator in there who's taking 75,000 square feet and you're a little bit worried, how do you protect yourself if on Friday they don't exist? Mm -hmm. um, uh, and hopefully there's not that many in the industry. Um, if you are a, a, a landlord who is, you know, understands that, their occupancy will increase in the next six months when you know you're going to need to probably sell a bit short on that space you know how do i do that well it's no point going oh we need to do that today but it takes three to four months to get it all ready to do yeah so it's about managing this and, and in terms of the sort of interface that the, the user experience yep. this is this links the occupier from door access to the back end and the asset management stuff. So it's all sort of it's the front all, and it's back. All hook, front and back. So end to end, if you like, as they call it, or um, sometimes they call it lead to cash. It's basically that that whole journey links the tenant or the business within to the member, the occupier downstream. Everything's tooled so that it knows people who are leaving should should not be in the space, visitors, meeting room management um billing make sure we, we get you know people paying for the coffees if there's coffees in the building mm. so we need to make sure we understand the lowest part of that chain and that's the it's like a single person who's coming in and out yeah then there's the business they're in then there's the space that you know so we need to be able to link all that together and it manages it all and obviously there's also a white label app so for those people who are thinking how do i you know is there a tenant experience part of this mm it actually also includes that as part of it so you know it's fully white label technology so people get to use it and use their own brand names yeah. um uh it's, and it's already been deployed you know this technology has been out and deployed for years now uh so it's not like we're not coming to market with something going right you know this is new it's exciting we're saying we've been doing this for 14 years mm -hmm. um but obviously you're the new consumer for the same product if that makes sense yeah yeah do you have other um, product launches planned in the next sort of six to twelve months? 
Uh, couldn't possibly say. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I think so. I think what we have is um, the business has been so since our IPO, um, we raised a significant sum at IPO. We also raised another amount of money um, uh, around about a month ago, so probably about five or six weeks ago now. That's right, uh, yeah. Uh, so thick end of $10 million. Um, and all of that is towards the development, you know, uh, of our proposition. So you've seen recently the launch of Smart Access. Um, we've got some really exciting developments around digital signage and displays. Um, all of those... Um, uh, James, uh, James Shannon will kill me because I've just thrown that one out there. Like CEO does go, hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll play it got, down. Yeah, we've got you know we've definitely got a, a roadmap of new capability, which is designed to make these buildings um, more interactive. I've got I use the term smart infrequently because the truth is what you're trying to do is enable a much better experience. Hmm. It's only the data that allows you, allows you to, to sort of regression of the data to look at what it's going to do in the future to predict the future. So I think um, we've got a, a massive ambition to become the absolute platform that runs these spaces. Yeah, yeah fantastic. For more information on Ascensus and how they can help you implement flexibility and agility across your portfolio, visit ascensus.tech and reach out to Mark and his team. Thank you for joining our Place Tech podcast, and we hope you can join us again soon.